and welcome to another ad-libbed episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your delightful hosts, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, Katherine Weigel's puppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode is going to be led by moi, yeah. which is French for me. Yeah, well, first of all, let's just say that I have lost uh, about 100 pounds. And I've lost about 145 pounds. And, and we are here to tell you about it. Together, we form... We only look thin. We only look thin. Sorry, we didn't practice that. In, yeah, it's okay. In, in, so, you know, a little ways before uh, this morning, uh, Catherine says to me, you're not going to have to do any work on this episode. You're going to be my puppet. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. She I, really did say that. I am masterminding this episode. Uh, so it, I have some idea of what's going to happen, but most of what's about to happen is going to be a surprise to me as well as to you, the dun, listener. Dun, dun, which I think yeah. is super fun. Well, yeah. Donald spent- I'm uh, a little nervous, actually. <laughs> Donald spent- an hour editing our last podcast yeah. to make it sound uh, crystal clear and delightful. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided that I would take the reins on this episode, which is has a funny name. Ha 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 ha. Yes. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was such a sincere or, laugh to go with that insert funny Insert organic laughter. Yeah. I don't know why I have problems with sincerity because I'm sincere 99% of the time, but I feel like it always comes out insincere. But that's what you get. I'm a complicated lady, so. Very complicated. <laughs> trust me. And I'm just her puppet. <laughs> he, he has learned to live with it. Um, but we are uh, we are once again taking you back into the Wayback Machine today. We're going to start with crying babies. <laughs> oh, wow. Why do babies cry, Donald? Uh Probably because they can't talk right and yeah. express themselves, express themselves with language. Probably. They're probably also hungry, which is mostly why I cry. Yeah, that's why I cry too. <laughs> so uh, hungry. No, but babies cry because they don't know language. Yeah. They don't know what language is. They don't know what nouns are or adjectives or adverbs. I'm not even sure I know what an adverb is. No one does. No, the it's... only only reason I have any idea what an adverb is is from Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Conjunctions, what? Yeah, I don't know exactly. what those are. But as Schoolhouse Rock has taught us, yes. learning how to express and articulate our feelings and emotions, very important. I don't know if there was an actual song that went along with that, but... As we are growing up, we are limited. I'm going to give you a history of childhood. First, you cry. Uh, history of childhood. <laughs> this will be quick. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, Donald, you'll edit this. It'll be fine. But we all know babies cry because they cannot articulate their emotions. And yeah. We don't hold. We don't go like you, stupid baby. Why can't you even tell me what's up? Yeah, it's uh, true. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean. I don't, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being able to articulate our needs, our wants, our fears, our passions is very important for forming our relationships. But as we grow up, we learn some words. We yeah. learn a couple. Um, but we often feel like we don't deserve to have our feelings expressed. It's I know true. for me, I tried to just be quiet and in the corner and not really use my language that much. And uh, instead of filling my head with words, I filled it with snacks um, to keep those feelings down where no one could see them. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times it was just easier for me rather than like saying what I wanted or establishing boundaries or, or you know, really saying out loud what I needed, uh, I would just eat about it. Yeah. And I think too, 
mastery of language can be kind of scary. We know people who might have bigger vocabularies than we do, or people like on the debate team who learn the skill of defending their positions and making the other person seem wrong. And I didn't need a debate team to know that their excuses and their positions were more important than mine. So again, I just kind of ate about it. <laughs> but we- I just let the debate team roll all over me and I ate food instead. <laughs> yeah, I blame this on the debate team. Those debate team bullies. <laughs> But we feel like when others have a mastery of language, they have a mastery of influence. And we stop using our vocabulary and we build a wall, sort of like the three little pigs, you know, the, what is it, the sticks and the bricks? What's there, the middle Yeah, one? there's there's uh, mud, I think, oh. isn't it? Yeah, mud, sticks, and then bricks. Yeah. And we build this little tiny wall of defensive language to kind of protect us from ourselves. Doesn't really work, but we think that words are going to protect us. And we decide that we build brick by brick, negative kind of small words. I can't, I won't, I shouldn't. Oh, geez, oh man, stuff like that. (laughs) Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, like people say, Um, we build this really short wall to protect us from our feelings. And we think people with bigger vocabulary or positive mindsets are just kind of built that way. They're smarter than us. They've got different lives. They don't have it as bad as us. Just like we have said in other episodes, language matters and vocabulary matters. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that for years and years and years. I just blamed everything on, you know, my metabolism. Other people have it easier than me. Like, why can, you know, why can such and such eat whatever they want all the time and not gain any weight, you know? And not realizing that I don't know what work everybody's doing on themselves. Right. And gee, it must be nice for my coworker to be able to run five miles before work. There's no way I could ever. That's right. That's right. Must be nice to run five miles. (laughs) Yeah. If I only had the time. Oh, wait, we all have 24 hours in a day and choose how to use them. Yeah. Maybe that was a spoiler for the end. Uh Uh-oh. But have you ever gone into a book? Do you remember what a bookstore is, Donald? Yes, um, I've heard of it. It is an old-timey place, La Biblioteca. <laughs> um, <laughs> it smells like paper in there. I don't know. It does. Uh, but I used to go into bookstores and when those were a thing, and I could just never remember the kind of books that I like to read. It was just like, oh, you know, literature. Ooh, that sounds too fancy. Uh, there's this, the sci-fi section, the horror this section. This is sort of a theme, though, throughout your life because, you know, we, we used to have <laughs> a, a cabinet just chock full of DVDs. And you would, like, open the cabinet and be like, I have no idea what I want to watch anymore. Like, I can't possibly pick one out from this. Well, I, I do that with music. I go into a music store. Do you remember music stores? Your Sam goodies? I your, do. Uh Nobody beats the whiz. Nobody beats the whiz. Was that a music store? It I think, was. Yeah, I think okay. they did have some, but they had boom boxes. Oh yeah, they did. Um, but I go into bookstores, uh, also grocery stores, any kind of store. I forget what I've ever liked anywhere. Yeah. I don't remember what anything is. But we in our lives categorize ourselves in different genres. We think of ourselves as tragedies mm. or perhaps mysteries, horror, sci-fi, thrillers, uh, comedy, a little bit of romance maybe in there somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then we just kind of scoot past that self-help section. I think of myself as an action hero. <laughs> I don't know. Not wow, really. that was very bold. Yeah, thank you. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
But then there's a self-help section. And I know for me, I would go by that as like the woo-woo, like anybody in there is a sucker who's trying to improve their lives. I know. And now we've done like 175 (laughs) podcasts about it. But really, I would kind of see it as this sort of embarrassing, like, oh, don't let anyone know that you're trying to work on yourself. Like, I actually did think that. And now I boldly stand in that section. Yeah, well, I think thankfully, you know, we're in a time, not to go off on a tangent here, but I think we're in a time now where it's become a lot more okay to work on yourself like it's a lot more acceptable and in fact it's encouraged you know uh, where i work they actually just they keep pushing us to get headspace they've actually you know it's become a, Which is an a, app. a perk yeah of uh, and it's about meditation and improving your sleep and your happiness and and all of that sort of thing and so it's become a lot more uh, mainstream to you know work on yourself and improve yourself Wow, that sounds very enlightened. Congre- Headspace, yeah, new sponsor of the show. Headspace, not a sponsor, not and a sponsor. I still haven't actually signed up for it. <laughs> but it's there if yeah. you want it. You're, you've already been working on your Headspace. So. Yeah, I'm trying. But in um, as we've talked about before, there is a writer named Shad Holmstetter who wrote a book called "What to Say When You Talk to Yourself," and we have, you know, we we try to attack this from a lot of different angles to make sure that everybody uh, gets hit over the head with our brand of comedy and insight. But Shad Holmstetter talks about how important language is and how changing your vocabulary can honestly change your life. And I know for me, up until age 41, I saw myself as the victim of my life. I used negative language. I had limiting beliefs, a a limited mindset. And it all paid off in being really overweight, in really poor health, uh, super depressed. And I just felt like the rest of my life was getting smaller and smaller and that I had no agency and no choice in that. Yeah, constantly telling myself that I was incapable of doing things and that I was stupid and why can't I figure this out and all of those sorts of things. I know what to do. Yeah, like why can't I just do it? Yeah, so as kids, let's go back to babies, shall we? Oh, babies, (laughs) stupid, stupid babies. (laughs) Any babies. If any babies are listening right now, yeah, listen I, up. This I, is directed at you. I apologize, babies, for calling you stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was him. I was just saying that they were tiny and didn't have words. Yeah. But one of the ways that we trick kids into learning vocabulary and uh, parts and of language. And we sure do trick kids into learning. <laughs> we sure do. Uh, one of the ways we trick kids into learning is through a fun game called Mad Libs. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember those Mad were fun? Mad Libs. You would use adjectives, nouns, uh, pronouns, whatever those are. Yeah. Uh, adverbs. Nobody knows what an adverb is. No one knows unless you go back and watch Schoolhouse Rock. Right. Um, we already talked about that. But we use Mad Libs to create funny stories Small little life vignettes, little chunks of life. And I found as a kid, I just like walking into a library or a bookstore and not remembering any kinds of books that I liked. I didn't remember any verbs or adjectives when yeah. I would go to that. I would just rely on the old faithfuls, like, just like. Yeah, potty words. Potty words. You know, potty <laughs> words. I'm not even saying it. Just like, oh, I don't know, a, f- a fart. Uh, give me a noun. Also fart. Give me another yeah. noun. F- fart again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, and but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, but we play that game and then we come up with these funny stories. But here's the thing. Language matters even to grown-ups. Yes. And going back to that idea of being able to master language, the absolute antithesis of Mad Libs 
is poetry. Ah. And we think that that is some highfalutin stuff that is beyond us. I actually was going through last year, um, at the beginning of the shutdown of the world, uh, started going through some old papers from high school. And you know how when you hear, you know, something on, on the History Channel about like, oh, and we uncovered the journals of the 14-year-old <laughs> girl living through the Civil War. And it's just so poetic it just speaks to the time and the place and the limitations and you're you have this groundswell of emotion and just raw you know history just happening in front of you i used to imagine i was an old soul did anyone ever tell you you were an old soul yeah uh just you know pale blue eyes just staring off into the distance they didn't know i was just thinking about eating snacks uh, but I looked <laughs> An back. old soul thinking about eating old <laughs> what is, food. What's on her mind? Yeah. She's mysterious. Yeah. Oh, it was it was it just, was just chicken cakes. legs dancing above your head it, in a thought balloon. Exactly. So I looked at my old journal entries from high school. O to the M to the G. You guys, I was so shallow. And yeah. My vocabulary was not all that big. I am embarrassed. Uh, I, w- I don't know if I'm going to set any of it on fire, but I sure am glad that none of it ended up on the interwebs. I thought I was the most put upon, the loneliest. I would never find love again. Just all of these really heavy things. Lost lots of curse words in there also. Yeah. Not super classy. Uh, no one would put it in uh, the Smithsonian as a, as a record of... Can't uh, use curse words in Mad Libs, by the way. Teen spirit. No, no. I was not... Was not all that enlightened, not an old soul, it turns out. But um, but poetry, we're going back to poetry. Poetry is the essence of existence. I have a couple of quotes here from poets that, you know, I think it really crystallizes. And this isn't a joke thing. You're not going to laugh here. These are just actual things that, <laughs> that <laughs> like, intelligent people I like people how say. you're warning them. You're not going to <laughs> oh, laugh. she's going to say something funny. This is not funny what I'm about to say. Okay, so uh, one quote. A poet's work, to name the unnameable, to point at frauds, to take sides, start arguments, shape the world, and stop it from going to sleep. That was by Salmon Rushdie. Remember, ah. he was persona non grata in the 1980s. Sure. Everybody was after that guy. Yeah. Um, but then also, a poem begins as a lump in the throat, a sense of wrong, a homesickness, a lovesickness. That was Mr. Robert Frost. Again, ah. I'm not I'm not hitting you with any like funny, snarky, where's the beef stuff. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. This is a serious time. Um, but but poem- can I read one? Sure. Jingle bells, Batman spells. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Just kidding. Okay. Um, but we think that poetry is above us. That using language is something that something someone is just born with. It's a skill to be crafted. And just as Shad Homesteader said. What you say when you talk to yourself actually matters. And over the last four years, five years, Donald and I have really worked on changing the language that we use around our circumstances. We have the same job, the same families, the same circumstances, you know, world events that we can't control. But the way that we frame those has changed. And the way we have gone from being victims to our daily lives to the champions of our choices has honestly changed our lives. And we've both lost 100 pounds in the last three, four, five years. And that didn't happen magically because our lives changed. It didn't happen because of one weird trick. It all started with our mindset and the language and the vocabulary we used around the possibility of change in our lives. One of my favorite examples of this is from an episode of Seinfeld, where uh, Elaine is in charge of writing the J. Peterman catalog. And she comes across this guy 
guy who's sort of obsessed <laughs> with with war and guns and he guns like- <laughs> and stuff, and he really you know, wears camo everywhere and. And they're writing it, and she goes, "Now this is, a, you know, she he shows her what he's written, and she goes, now this is a really good start, but how about we change Hail of Shrapnel to, to Dewey, Dewey Meadow?' Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what we're talking and about she, here. She's trying to reframe it for him in a way where he won't maybe kill her because right. it seems like maybe he's mentally, uh, you know, got hit in the head too many times with shrapnel himself. Right. Uh, but yeah, language really does matter. And who wants to buy a hail of shrapnel over a Dewey Meadow? That's that's a really a, a reframing in uh, in language that really matters. Hail of shrapnel over a Dewey Meadow is the name of my memoir, by the way. <laughs> I'm writing it now. So, um, so now we are going to get to the surprise part of the episode. Oh. Uh, this is where Donald doesn't know what's happening. We're going Going into the dark future abyss. Actually, I'll just reframe that. We're going into an exciting new chapter. See, there we go. I'm excited about this new chapter. So um, I have written a Mad Lib for Donald. Which I have not read. (laughs) He hasn't read it, so he doesn't know what it is. Uh, But I have, uh, you know how they do in Mad Libs, it's a short story with nouns, adjectives, uh, expletives, that kind of thing, all deleted from the story. And then it's a go, and you create your own story with just random use of, of adjectives and nouns. So I am going to give Donald a list, and he is going to Fill in the blanks with his ideas uh, on on all of those words, and then we'll see what the story turns out to be in the end. It'll be super fun. And this sounds great. He, he honestly doesn't know what it is. So this is going to be great. Okay, so we're just going to go through a list of words, and these are all. Let's just say these are kind of ne- Donald. These are negative words that you're going to think of, kind yeah. of limiting belief mm-hmm. words that we're going to go with. So, Got it. Okay, so Donald, give me an exclamation. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we were just talking about Seinfeld. Let me go with Serenity Now. <laughs> Verb ending in ed. Uh, stumbled. Adjective. Achy. Adjective. Tired. Adjective. Late. Uh, thing you might do at night. Let's see. Uh, doom scrolling TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that a thing people do? Sure. Uh, okay. A number greater than one. Uh, 10,000. Ooh, okay. Adjective ending in ly. Disastrously. Ooh, nice. Okay, adjective. Late. Mood. Ruined. Food. Candy dish. Another food. Sticks of butter. <laughs> adjective. I don't know why I'm saying everything like it's like, <laughs> dun, like dun, I'm dun. condemning it. Sticks of butter. Adjective. Worst. Adjective. Jerk. <laughs> Name of a coworker. Uh, Steve. Nice. Policy you have about food. Uh, I can't say no to it. <laughs> uh, number greater than one. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go Douglas Adams plus one, 43. Oh, nice. Uh, adjective, or no, pardon me, uh, a thing you might do at work. Uh, let's see. Sleep under my desk for two hours. That's another George Costanza right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, sh- I need to get the construction to build me a, a, a cubby hole under the desk. Oh my gosh, that literally used to be my dream. I used to fantasize about that. Be okay. so good. Uh, another adjective? A jerk. Adjective? Worst. A weekend chore. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Restain my dick. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh, personal boundary. Uh, again, I can't say no. Excellent. Adjective? Ruined. Again, nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh, policy you have around food. Uh, I revenge eat about it. <laughs> nice. Number greater than one? 900. Nice. Uh, a fast food chain? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Uh, 
a number and then something you might order at a fast food chain. Let's see. Nine personal pan pizzas. <laughs> Just like you would at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, uh, another policy you have around food? Uh, let's see. Save half for tomorrow. Sure. Uh, another number? Nine. Okay. Uh, a TV show you love? Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be touched by an angel. <laughs> okay. Uh uh, the same thing you do at night, so that was Doom Scroll TikTok. Doom Scroll I, TikTok, if I yeah. And then uh, a policy you have about life. Uh, let's see. It stinks. No, um, there's nothing I can do to change it. Nice. All right. Now, so the the supercomputer that is me is going to tabulate all of these responses. <laughs> uh, wow. Supercomputer. That's a very fancy supercomputer. Yep. I am. Uh, I am super. Okay. So now I'm going to. I might have mis miswritten a couple of things down here, but I'm going to try to copy this and I'm going to put it into the Mad Lib. All right. Uh, called a typical weekday. A typical weekday. Here we typical week donald honestly has no idea what is going to happen right no now. i so, really don't so imagine dear listener your typical weekday mm-hmm. and just imagine that you were donald weigel on your typical weekday so here we go all right it starts serenity now i stumbled out of bed achy and tired after another late night of doom scrolling tiktok uh-oh uh-oh i did it again <laughs> I hit the snooze alarm 10,000 times and knew (laughs) I'd be disastrously late for work. Oh, man. Today was already ruined. Oh, no. Knowing I didn't have time to make breakfast and prepare lunch, I had no choice but to dive into the candy dish at the office and rely on the free sticks of butter in the break room for sustenance. I I feel like you're attacking me right now. (laughs) This is how I lived like the first, you know, 45 years of my life. I actually just took your journal entry from five years ago. Yeah. You just imagined my day five years ago. Exactly. Okay. To make matters worse... That jerk, Steve, in accounting, brought in an entire tray of delicious gooey bagel brownies, oh, which which man. would actually be my like dream food. I threw in bagel brownies. I've just never heard fun. of bagel. They're brownies. not a thing, that's, but I could imagine it. Clearly, it's like the turducken of carbs. With, yeah. I love it. And because I just can't say no to free food. I ate 10 portions and felt sick afterward and slept under my desk for two hours. Steve sure is a jerk. Yeah. As organically people say. That's right. Okay. And to prove that I have the worst luck, I got a surprise call from my neighbor asking if I could restain his deck this weekend. What? What a jerky neighbor. <laughs> of course I couldn't say no. So now my weekend is ruined and I get to revenge eat about it for the next 900 days. Oh, man. <laughs> Which I definitely revenge ate about yeah. my 20s. All into my no, 30s. No, I, I had a bad weekend. I definitely revenge ate for the following three years. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did it happen? Okay. On my way home from work, I was too tired to even consider making that healthy recipe I saw online. So instead, I stopped at Kentucky Fried Chicken and ordered nine personal pan pizzas. <laughs> Which I guess they have now. Do they sell those now? I I guess. All and, right. And told myself that's why they call it KFC instead of Kentucky Fried right. Chicken because now they have pizza. Because then you can see what else you want to eat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I told myself I'd save half for tomorrow. I lied and ate forty three on the way home. I don't oh, know. The math doesn't no. add up, but it's fine. Yeah. Um. And I would eat the rest while watching my favorite TV show, Touched by an Angel, (laughs) until it was time once again to doom scroll TikTok until I fell asleep. 
this is my life, and there's no way to change it. Oh, man. Does that sound, but does that sound like accurate, though? I mean, like, I know, you know. I mean, it probably wasn't actually touched by an angel, but everything (laughs) else in there is 100% on point. But if you are listening to this, which you have, which you are, which I am, we're all listening right (laughs) now. (laughs) If you're not listening to this, you won't hear what I'm saying right now. Press one. So. (laughs) But this was my life. From age 23, when I started working full-time, until 41. Nearly 20 years of marriage, of just kind of doom-scrolling, and being victim to neighbors who wanted us to restain their decks. Now, whether that happened or not... There were so many things I was victim to. I mean, they may not have wanted us to stay in their decks, but they definitely wanted us to restain desks. (laughs) That's something I've learned. (laughs) But we just lived in a world in which we were the victims of the life happening around us. We didn't have time to make breakfast. We woke up late. We doom-scrolled the internet. We were overworked, underpaid, had family emergencies, had friends asking us to go and do things. Total jerks wanting us to live a life where I mean, we weren't hiding at home. I mean, seriously, people asking me to do things with them, it's unconscionable. But we have the opportunity, and we know that we do, because guess what? In the last four or five years, Donald and I have changed the language we have around our lives. And in all of the episodes that we have created, they're all little benchmarks in terms of the mindset changes that we've had and the possibility and the growth mindset that we have cultivated. This hasn't happened overnight, and it's still a process. It's not like every day is beautiful and wonderful and perfect, but we have learned ways to accommodate, adjust, and reframe our situation so that we can be the champions of our choices. I have taken the opportunity, see, an opportunity to write my own positive language version of this very same day. What? I didn't see this shocking twist coming. Uh, So I have done all the adjectives and verbs, whatever, you know, pro, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Basically, there's adjectives and verbs and some commas, some Oxford commas. Pronouns. There's probably past participles. Okay. Now, the on the last episode, episode before, we talked about vinegar versus mayonnaise-based potato salad. Oh, uh, yeah. The backlash that we received from our listeners, I think there has been a schism. There yeah. is the before potato salad and the after potato salad. I didn't, really didn't think this would be that controversial. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Yeah, look, but here hey, we and, are. Look, I like vinegar. Look, I like, it's good. I like vinegar-based hot sauces. Like, I just, I just want my potato salad with mayonnaise. Is and that creamy. so wrong? Is that so wrong? So this has created a huge divide in We Only Look Thin. That's fine. We're okay with it. Uh, But now I'm going to move forward. We did it to ourselves. We did it to ourselves. But here we go with my positive mindset. Typical weekday. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do this. It's going to be a little annoying. Here we go. All right. Okay. Huzzah! It starts. (laughs) (laughs) As I say. Yeah. No, you're known for saying huzzah. I jumped out of bed refreshed and calm after another great night of watching Touched by an Angel and getting to sleep on time. I hit the snooze alarm one time and still knew I'd be right on time for work. Ah. Today was already off to a great start. Knowing I didn't have time to make breakfast and prepare lunch, I had no choice but to dive into my protein shake that I had at the office Ah. and rely on the frozen meals I leave in the freezer for days just like this for sustenance. Mm, Thank you, past self, for uh, planning ahead. Right? 
Because I've listened to the 365 Surprises episode of We Only Look Thin, I wasn't at all surprised when that well-meaning Steve in accounting brought an entire tray of delicious gooey bagel brownies. And because I have a simple policy of not eating food brought in by colleagues, I skipped the indulgence and felt great about sticking to my goals. And I ended the day feeling great about my habits. Man. Boring. Steve sure is a guy I work with. (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't dictate my self-worth or food choices wow (laughs) oh man now i feel attacked again okay and to prove that i really worked on my boundaries i got a surprise call from my neighbor asking if i could restain his deck this weekend of course i told him it wasn't a priority for me so i declined and now my weekend is open for my own interests and i get to meal prep and relax and do yoga just as planned wow everyone (laughs) on my way home from work i was too tired to even consider making that healthy recipe i saw online see not everything changes still things still Oh. Things still happen. So instead, I stopped at Chipotle and ordered a tasty burritos whose calories I'd already checked and they fit into my plan. And I told myself it's great to have a backup plan if I'm too tired to cook. Yeah. See? I listened to a great mindset podcast on the way home and then enjoyed my delicious burrito while watching my favorite TV show, Touched by an Angel, until it was (laughs) once again time for my... For me to pre-plan for the next day and go to sleep on time. Man, I can't wait till that ultra HD like set of Touched by an Angel comes out so we can watch it in beautiful 4K. All right, here, we're, we're bringing it home. This is my life, and I'm a grown-up capable of setting boundaries, making policies around food choices, coming up with backup plans for those less than perfect days, and most of all, forgiving myself for slight setbacks. There is no finish line in this journey venture, and each day is an opportunity to learn from my setbacks, strategize on good enough solutions, move my body in a way that honors my goals, and focus on cultivating a growth mindset that will serve my future self. Wow. Huzzah! Well, well done. Huzzah, indeed. So, a tale of two of the same day the same challenges the same obstacles the same guy you work with in accounting who brings in bagel brownies which are now steve sure is a guy i work with (laughs) (laughs) that's steve boy oh he doesn't dictate my food choices boy oh boy now okay now i know that no one would actually say all of that that way but in reality that's kind of what my brain is doing in the background. Yeah. It is removing the negative language, the hurtful adjectives, the I have no choice in agency in my life, and realizing that I have a choice with every turn of the day to make a choice that is going to serve myself. Now, it doesn't work all of the time. I am still an obliger who has a hard time saying no to people. But the percentage of my day that is dictated by my own choices is so much bigger than it was five years ago. And if you can find in yourself kind of even a middle ground, we don't have to use negative language and we don't have to use syrupy, sweet, positive language. We can just say that Steve sure is a guy we work with. Yeah. That, that is a true thing that is neither negative or, pol- 
or positive. He's just a guy. He's not out to ruin your life. He's not, you know, the savior of your day. He's just a guy you work with. And for us to make progress in this weight loss journey venture, we have the opportunity to change our language. Because as we said in the 365 Surprises episode, life is going to happen at us. We can't craft every day perfectly. And having the ability to have a growth mindset, have a good, better, best choice, sometimes we're going to stop for fast food. It's fine. Yeah. It is fine to do that. We're not telling you to live in this perfect world with a pre-planned 90-day, you know, yoked, shred, <laughs> you know, burn, whatever. Shredded yolks. <laughs> I don't know. But we have the opportunity to make choices that we can live with to set us closer and closer to our goals. So those nouns, adjectives, and verbs matter. And it takes time to pause and reframe situations and know that you are not the victim of your work, your family, or whatever. You can be a champion of those choices. You know, I've, uh, I, I have actually applied this, believe it or not, to driving. Um, and I know that it, I'm still working on it, but I have been an angry driver Mm. most of my life. And I have actually tried to, to change my mindset about getting there. You know, I tend to have this attitude of like, everybody is out there trying to get me and they're (laughs) all trying to beat me places and they're all trying to cut me off so that I can't get where I'm going. And where really, where is it? getting me it's getting a, me. a wife who closes her eyes when he drives and and maybe i get to work like you know 90 seconds sooner by trying to you know exit before people so i've actually uh it, tried to turn it into a game where i try and do as many nice things for other drivers as possible wow, in between super chill when i'm when i'm uh, i leave and when i get to a place and just the, you know, reframing it in my mind of the idea that we're all just trying to get to a destination and really like nobody's out to get me. It's just we're all just going in the same place. And yeah. if I can, I win by doing nice things for others, by letting them in front of me, by not trying to exit first or whatever. And it really has improved my happiness like to and from work. Well, it's funny. I remember uh, Chris Rock had a comedy thing where he talked about his wife saying, that his coworkers were trying to destroy her life. And he was like, you work at McDonald's. Like, what are you talking about? Like, all you need to do is make a burger. No one's trying to destroy your life. And I definitely use that me against them thing for so long. And it didn't serve me. No. And the worst part is I did that against myself. Like, I didn't need a coworker to talk me down. The language that I used around my own habits and my my own body were terrible. Like, I wouldn't talk to anybody that way. So we're going to finish this off. With uh, another poem. Again, this is no, no, no snark here, just, just a poem. Uh, it is by Pablo Neruda, mm. and it's called You Start Dying Slowly. It's wah, 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 wah. uplifting, <laughs> cheerful way to pump you up for your <laughs> yep. week. No, but okay, here we go. <clears throat> you start dying slowly if you do not travel, if you do not read, if you do not listen to the sounds of life. If you do not appreciate yourself, you start dying slowly when you kill your self-esteem, when you do not let others help you. You start dying slowly if you become a slave to your habits, walking every day on the same paths, if you do not change your routine, if you do not wear different colors, if you do not speak to those you do not know. 
You start dying slowly if you avoid to feel passion and their turbulent emotions, those which make your eyes glisten and your heart beat fast. You start dying slowly if you do not change your life when you are not satisfied with your job or with your love. If you do not risk what is safe for the uncertain, if you do not go after a dream, if you do not allow yourself at least once in your lifetime to run away from sensible advice. Boom. Boom. But please don't run away from our sensible advice. <laughs> no, that's the one that I was going to change it and be like, but always listen to We Only Look Thin. You begin to die slowly when you stop listening to We Only See, Look Thin. Now, we, now you can you can wipe away those tears with a little bit of comedy because that's what we do. We don't like uh, feelings very much. We're, we're, we're shallow folk who hit you with comedy at the end to lessen the, uh, the intensity of feelings. But that poem so rings true to me. There are some habits that are helpful and others that honestly kill our souls. And I, at age 41, was sick on depression and hopelessness and negativity and just feeling like I was a victim to everything in my life. And it wasn't until I started changing my mindset and really letting go of those limiting beliefs that my life actually finally changed. And we believe that you have the opportunity to start wiping away that negative language and those limiting beliefs and start making actual changes in your life that are small and meaningful. It doesn't happen overnight. We're not saying that life doesn't get in the way and that heartache and hardship doesn't happen. The way we frame the possibility really does matter. And the adjectives and the nouns and the poetry that you put back into your life actually makes a huge difference in your future. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for bringing your poetry into our lives. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, they are all available wherever you found this one, and you can also check them out on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And if you're just like a cool kid hanging out on weonlylookthin.com, yeah. uh, TikToking and scrolling around on yeah, it, do doom scrolling do. TikTok on our website for some reason. <laughs> Um, you can click on join our support group to find out more about Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place. It is an online accountability group for women based on Facebook. It is not a weight loss or diet plan. It is a support group. It's a place to be honest and vulnerable and open. It is a place to be yourself while you are working on yourself. We have two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial trial so you can see if Walt Place is right for you. Yes, and I believe it is right for you. You can also find us on the socials, not TikTok, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you can also email us directly, uh, We Only Look Thin at gmail.com if you would like to ask us a question, if you would like to reframe some language, if you'd like to send us a good Mad Lib. Um, we will take all of those things. Uh, if you have episode ideas, we, uh, we've turned other people's emails into episodes, uh, and that is always fun for us when someone else comes up with the idea <laughs> like me today with you yeah i was just it's a little basically, stressful but i was along for the ride how did it go yeah. by the way were you happy uh, with the result yeah it was good yeah okay. i mean i'll know when i listen to it but you know <laughs> I mean, it seemed good while we were recording it you just do this um anyway so oh and also finally 
definitely finally without any other things to say. Yeah. Um, if you could go over to Apple Podcast and leave, a, leave us a rating and review, that would be super duper. Super duper. It's like when, when you go to a poetry slam and people people do the, oh, yeah. the click things or whatever they do. Right. Um, and you go to poetry slams as you do. As you do. Is that even a thing? If you know what I, it, it is. It is actually still a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you do the, the snaps for poetry instead of the claps. Uh Let's pretend that a star is a clap and a snap, and so give us five of those stars. Why don't you? Uh, that'd be super duper. And reframe your language positively when you're <laughs> leaving us a review, please. And if you're still unclear which is better, a hail of shrapnel or a dewy meadow, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. Poetry snap. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.